0: You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week we're doing Midway. Yeah. And uh, as we were just uh, discussing, this is the, uh, I guess, sleeper week. This is like the last, like, uh, I don't know, it's like the last, (laughs) it's the calm before the storm or I was just going to say, it feels like it's just before everything uh, starts hitting. This is the end of the year, last time that we will probably be doing... One only one movie, and we uh, will—it's award season, end of the year hitting, and we are going to be just slammed. It's gonna be great. Uh, We've already got uh, many,
1: many movies to see. What's the cut? This is like this is almost always the next question I always ask. I forget to do it before, but. They've routinely moved up the date for when the nominations have to come in. Is it like this right. Friday? Like no, because you've always got like no
0: because um, you've got to do they, the gauntlet. They moved like <laughs> the show back. It's back so, uh, okay, right. because they uh, were edging it so forward. it's back like uh, much January, closer to when mid yeah uh, okay <laughs> you know other things are. I think they, uh, you know, I'm not sure what the dates are right now, but I think they did it again where they are really close to the Golden Globes. Oh, okay, well that makes which more gives sense. which gives you like a couple of weeks still um, yeah. until the Academy Awards. So right, but anyway they've uh, moved it back. Yeah, they did. I mean it was
1: like mid December
0: last like a, year. A right? couple of years ago they had they they did they tried to beat crazy. everyone for whatever reason. Um, yeah. the show was like. Mid December, yeah. it was like I mean the, I want to say like the 12th 18th or, or something. something. Yeah. it was like super early. Right. I don't know. So yeah, then the nominations were like ins- really doubly right. insanely right. early. But yeah, that's my Uh up. No, it's uh, it's a it, it's better this year. And they just had the <laughs> yeah. documentary awards, right? Because uh, now they have split every. They've combined everything in order to split everything right. again. So it's the Critics Choice Awards is. Movies and TV now, mm-hmm. uh, and it has been for like a couple years. Um, more like the Golden Globes, except with all of the awards, like the Oscars. You know, with right. bigger uh, things where the Golden Globes don't. You know, do a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but then they have split that into documentaries have their own show, and reality television has its own show right. in like the summer. So the television. Um, you know, it's getting uh, – the problem is that uh, the Critics' Choice wanted to be all one thing, right? But at the same time, were not real happy with the whole thing where every time you go to commercial, they just, like, show you, like, five awards yeah, right. and stuff <laughs> like that. And people don't actually get, yeah. you know, their time for various things. It's hard. So when you have stuff like documentary, especially where – uh, the critics choice, um, you know like the Academy Awards, you've got like best documentary, right? right right But the critics choice, you know they actually have other categories of right. documentary. So you know they said that's its own show now. yeah and uh, so hopefully uh, that split makes it so that the big show, can you know focus more and and have television and not have to have because reality television is the same way, right? It's not right. like just best reality show. There's all sorts of things right. and um you know like scripted versus non-scripted and like host and like all yeah. these you know all these things. So yeah, so hopefully the uh, the regular show can just focus on what it's focusing on and not have to do a whole bunch of uh you know awards just getting kind of right whatever glossed over anyway. Um, so next week is, as uh, Ford versus Ferrari comes out. Uh, yep. so that we'll be covering that and, uh, probably, I don't know other things. The report.
1: But, I mean, there's some other big things uh, that are showing.
0: That's either. Yeah. Next week is a big week, actually. Yeah. It's yeah, weird. Just I'm just in, looking just all of a sudden. For regular people. Next, like next week is a huge week. There there's like angels, four or five things. things people good are liar. I watch. mean, holy yeah. crap. Everything's coming out. So uh, next week will be at least Ford versus Ferrari, and next week may be uh, kind of a one more step, right? Where maybe we're only doing a couple or something right. like that. <clears throat> but then after next week, for the rest of the year and into January and all the way till we start doing our best list and stuff like that, we're probably going to be hitting like four or five movies yeah. a week, and we're it's going to be quick things. So we get to take it easy with. Midway, right. I guess, right now. Yeah. Um, and before we do that, I I do want to say we talked about Apple Plus, and uh, we're not going to you know switch gears completely, but Disney Plus now came out, and uh, so everyone wants to talk about The Mandalorian, yeah. which I think it's uh, kind of interesting that Disney Plus comes out and they've got their big thing, obviously, right, right? and they have some other releases that are coming, and uh, <laughs> so. Everyone wants to talk about the Mandalorian and really old Disney movies and like Herbie the Love Bug and stuff yeah, right. because all this stuff is out of the vault or whatever. Yeah. Things that were really hard to see for a while and now you can see them and blah blah blah. And uh and the the craziest thing to me is that within all the talk, obviously everybody is talking about things from a thousand different directions. Right. But man, are people pissed they can't watch more Mandalorian. Yeah, right. Like, they got to wait. They're like, what? Yeah. There's this one episode. Right. And the episode has kind of a twist, and I'm not going to say what the twist is, but I feel like it is actually a legitimate <laughs> twist in the sense, like we were just talking about this before we went on the air, It it's a different show than you yeah. thought it was, right? Like, I, I feel like... I feel like I've been snookered. Really, but yeah. I got to the end of, I got to the end of the show, and I think some people are somewhat legitimately going to be saying, "What? Right. I don't, I don't want to watch this now." The bamboozle like, is screw real. Screw this, yeah. right? Because it turns the show into a very different show. And you thought, uh, and without being too spoilery or telling anything, I mean, you can find out if you want to. It's not hard, right? Um, yeah. I thought this show was about the bounty hunter, more or less bad guy. Yeah. And we were just, you know, basically gonna watch him exist. Bounty. And yeah. right. And <clears throat> and get a look at the universe we've created from outside of like the main players. Yeah. And just see, you know, here's some slice of the everyday life that happened or whatever. Well, so it turns out that that's not it. Yeah. Basically, he's going to end up, you know, not really being a bad guy, or at least he's going to be a very right. different sort of bad guy. Like, <laughs> like I told you, I guess, depending on the extent to which Clint Eastwood is the bad guy in the yeah. Man with No Name movies, right? right? He's, right. I mean, he's still kind of a bad guy. He's yeah. not exactly a good but, guy, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, but so that's that's like a real switch in the. Here's a show we've been telling you's coming forever, and then, yeah. haha! Right. it's now it's the show. So, um, but and, but it was pretty
1: good. And what We're, a fun concept, anyway. Because everyone in the Star Wars sandbox seems to always use the Force and lightsabers. It would be really great to have an interesting series that makes a compelling or at least a driving argument behind the antagonists. Right, Like, you don't have to always be the Jedi this, the Jedi that. Like, where's my lightsaber? Move that. Like, how about, like, I'm in this galaxy to make some money, and I guess there's a lot of scum and villainy. Let me just
0: keep checking out. It it was watching it is, in an interesting way, uh, watching it is kind of a throwback, in a sense, to stuff from, like, the original movie. Mm-hmm. like a kind of a feel yeah of like That's the good. original movie I don't know it, it it it's fun it's not you know disney's not going to get hurt by it but it is a weird <clears throat> twist the right? only
1: other yeah the only other weird thing i saw about disney was you know for me and i only speak for me the loathsome safe space warning on everything which is hey yeah, these yeah. are old and the cultural tone was a little different so you might see something might offend you, so but we're still Disney. So
0: hey, you know the thing that's you know, weird I'm like, about are that? Are you kidding me? The Come thing that's on. weird about that for me—that's uh, uh, my response to that. Yeah. Right? I mean, in a way, I, I don't know. It's it sucks either way. But the thing that I think is weird is like all the people who are coming out now and saying like that's not a good enough statement. To hell with of, them. Of yeah, what's I don't want to see. Going on
1: I don't need to whatever. see a full four-page preface. You know, release from every publisher in front of the Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Right. I don't need to see any declaration of intent in front of To Kill a Mockingbird. Like uh, the world's different; it's constantly growing. Do that, grow up, right, and grow with it. Some things were a little less culturally accepted, and that's. That's the way it was. I'm not saying that's okay, but I'm saying at the time it was. Otherwise, they wouldn't have put money behind it and made it and released it, and it wouldn't have been a classic, and you wouldn't be watching Disney Plus right now if Song of the South hadn't come out. I'm sorry. It's built on the back of things. You can learn and move forward, but all this is just maddening to me. Like, I'm sorry your safe space isn't your couch anymore, and you need to watch something, like fast forward through something that might make a joke that seems so culturally inappropriate now. Just stop. Stop or don't watch any movies ever, you know, that aren't made tomorrow, <laughs> right? Because everything, like, you could never watch a Mel Brooks film ever again. He makes horrible jokes everywhere, right? right. And to hell with you, Spaceballs is a riot, but it's not culturally appropriate, no. you know. So, I just, you know, I up, think you know. Sp-
0: you know, we don't need to go off on a huge tangent about this. I sort suddenly of, got very angry, sort of like, you did, but uh, you know what, I thought was interesting it just bugs me, is, you know? um. <laughs> Not very long ago. It was about like a right. year ago maybe or something when uh, people – all this stuff was uh, coming out Swirling. about uh, TV shows coming back. Right. Right. Yeah, and I remember this. And like um, – I don't know all the all these shows that now have like jumped back in after yeah. taking their huge hi- you know mad about you is about to come out right. on right. Uh, yeah. spectrum Man, originals pushing that hard which that's a good show actually It it's always it's, was. Weir- it's weird to look at Helen Hunt I'm not gonna lie yeah uh, because she's had a lot of work done. But but the show is kind of cool. I always loved yeah, that show. Anyway, it was great. But, Their chemistry uh, was always but great. The the new show is is cool. But anyway, you know they're doing uh, all of these shows coming back. And somebody asked Stephen Carell about yeah. the Office, right. like coming back with some more <laughs> Office, or <laughs> yeah. just like rebooting it, right? Like again. get all new people and yeah. just basically make the same show again, like like fully right. rebooting it. And he was like, I don't know if you could now because right. it's, it's not. Yeah, I'm like, but that mo- that show just happened. It wasn't that long ago, but <laughs> like, it was just long
1: enough. Now we're living in mini epochs where six months ago was two ice ages. Right? Like, you can't say what you did last year. <laughs> People are looking at their Facebook memories that pop up and you're like, last year, this day, and you're like, ooh, I'll go to jail for that. Like, what's going on?
0: Like, come on. Uh, anyway, I th- I thought the Office one really stood out though. Like the yeah, when something like just happened and now you can't do it again. That we never enter. He's worried about doing it. We again.
1: never entertain that. But actually, you're you're a good guy to ask. I'm not. I mean, I put you on the spot, but I don't expect you to answer it right away. Like, what show would you love to have come back? Man, everybody everybody always I- says something like, "I want Firefly," "I want Seinfeld." I'm like, "All right, I, I get it," but. Like there must be something where you're like that would be great like, to reboot and like, just restart. Like
0: come back in the not way in the same that way. Not like,
1: like, like mad about you. Yeah, but and, just and like, what's they, the, like the what's office that other
0: one. Uh, what's that? Other it feels one? like there's uh, been Will and a bunch, Grace. Like, Will and Grace just did it. Something the Connors kind of every the, the Connors is definitely one. I'm seeing
1: all kinds of stuff. I don't know if they're teasing or if they're just trying to cycle a news story. Friends are looking at coming back for some reunion right, right. thing, and I'm like. Okay. I, yeah, but I so mean, what show like that or yeah, what I guess, show that like, would actually be- Or like the be, Office. That's like really reboot old it. Let's re- that would yeah. be rebooted. See, I'm thinking like something like, this is stupidly old, but it's just off the top of my head. They just did Magnum PI, but The Rockford Files would be kind of fun. You, you yeah. could really have a lot of fun doing something more gritty. Because I feel like shows like that were truly designed to be more gritty than the time- Allowed them like you couldn't be right. Like people are probably googling like what the hell is the Rockford Files? You you know
0: what's you know what's weird is some shows when you go back to them like that right? Mash you still might like the show right? Right. (laughs) But to take that show and make it now, but make it be what that show was. Was. It's like how do you you know know, you know a crazy weird show that like pops into my mind actually is Vegas. Yeah, I do remember Vegas, All Rex Vegas. Yeah. I love that show. It was a blast. Right? But yeah. that show, like, make it but. now, like, it doesn't even make any sense. Right. right? I like, know. he does I stuff. Know. And, it, like, if you took the scripts from that show and put them in today, people would be like, what? Right. Like, you can't right. do that or yeah. whatever. I right. Mean, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Some of them are uh, a little too ingrained in their world. You'd have blown me really away if you'd have be. been like,
1: I don't know, different strokes, or head of the class, or some like cheesy like I, Tuesday night comedy. I would not mind. some of I would be those. all right with some of these. I would back. not mind
0: some of those. You know what? You know what show I would like to see? The Mark and Mindy. The, no, oh. uh, no, because uh, and I almost would, except you just can't. You can't. You, you just I know. there. There's nobody. You'd have to there's make no it, one who could do. You'd it, You'd have right? to push
1: the idea of being ridiculous, and then it wouldn't be working. Right? Because it's got to right. be natural. What? Well, wait. You, what was the one you were? You say?
0: know what I would like to see? Because I would like to see the same show, and it. You could not find a more culturally inappropriate show that, right, at the I'm time, in. seemed really uh, milk toast, right? Okay. But now people would freak out, right? Yeah. But I would like to see them make this show and put it in today and kind of make it be actually today's world, right? Alice. Yeah. I thought I was gonna go with Sanford and Son, and Alice, <laughs> something long time. Alice would be I would love I would love to see a show yeah. where it's like some diner. Man, that'd be with, rough. With like the be... with these waitresses that yep. they themselves are not right appropriate yep. and the owner guy is Mel is like horrible. constantly like smacking bottoms and right, things. Right. Yeah, no,
1: that's not gonna and go like, well. <laughs> that
0: would be <laughs> two awesome. episodes, two episodes that and would, you're done. Know, that, would that would be great. That'd All right, really uh, enough completely random. Yeah, wow, battles. that was so. Yeah, uh, anyway. Midway, Midway. So now on to the Battle of Midway. Right. <laughs> that, right. That's a nice transition. That is a good transition. Uh, so, Midway, uh, we don't, I imagine, need to go too much into detail, right? Uh, it's a movie about the Battle of Midway, right? right. It opens more or less with uh, Pearl Harbor happening for about 15 minutes Uh, yeah there's like there's a little bit sort that's sort of before pearl harbor but really it's like right in in the same time it's just that there are people who are away right we watch them for a while and then we go to pearl harbor and and then basically what we have is the effort to figure out what to do right and then sort of doing it so we've got uh We've got like the code breakers and the intelligence people. And we've got, uh, you know, the guy who's put in charge of the Pacific Navy in general, right? Where uh, he could not be. I think it's uh, sort of interesting because, you know, people who don't remember this, don't pay attention, don't care about the history or whatever, like yeah, the extent to which uh the US was actually like hopelessly outmatched yeah. <laughs> after Pearl Harbor. Yeah. I feel like people look back at that and go, Well, Japan bombed Pearl Harbor and they couldn't have been stupider because obviously we just crushed them. Right. And it was <laughs> right. and it was like like people you know, today look back at that and think like, it makes no sense. Right. It's, it was insanity right. to do it. Right? right. Because we're the awesome American America. Navy, whatever. America, yeah. And Japan is a tiny little Island. Right. What and the hell I, are they thinking? And I always right? smoke them at every game of risk. And you know? it's, uh, it, it's yeah <clears throat> could not be further from the truth. Right. right. We were uh, hopelessly outmatched. And if not for the battle of Midway, and yeah. the basically sort of and the subsequent, you know, trap yeah. of the Battle of Midway right. and a lot of luck, right. I mean, really, because right. yeah. that could have gone wrong. Yeah. It, it was, anyway, it was not just one way, all kinds like of ways. It's not like any kind of yeah. foolproof plan right. or whatever and, yeah. you know, haha, like, right. you know. So anyway, uh, and so we watched through the Battle of Midway and we're basically focused on like one fighter pilot Mm-hmm. And and then sort of other people outwardly from him, yeah. And then uh, to another extent, uh, we focus kind of on the, uh, like intelligence, the intelligence officer yeah. guy right. and uh, the stuff that's going on in the you know war rooms and the plans and yeah. the and uh, Woody Harrelson is the general and the extent to which he wants to trust weirdo codebreakers right. and uh and, and move ships into yeah. a position based on you know what they are fairly sure is going to happen yeah. right and because you know it's you're not playing risk right you right. have is, your well, ships in the wrong place right. you're like a weak you might later, as well sink right? them right yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if right. uh, if you show up at where you think they're going to be, and they all show up in a different place, oh, yeah. you can't just <laughs> you know correct. I want to re like half an hour. <laughs> yeah, and right, and be engaged with the enemy. Anyway, yeah. uh, so that's you know that's basically the whole spiel, and it's um, uh, who is it again? Emmerich? It's, yeah, it's uh, Roland, Roland Emmerich. Roland and it kind of has a Roland Emmerich feel, although I feel like they're are two Roland Emmerichs, right? I feel like some of his movies match up with some of his movies, and mm-hmm. then he's got this other side to him where he does other things. You wouldn't necessarily guess that yeah. he made them. So uh, he's, he's kind of an interesting director and kind of a weird director because... You you might watch all his movies and then watch another one of his movies and not guess that it's him. Like right. he, he can go it's, in different directions. He's
1: he's stuff. always kind of because I, I remember watching like Independence Day and Godzilla and the day after tomorrow, and those all line up right, pretty much right. with themselves. There's obviously differences, but then you put something in like the Patriot. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. This is the same freaking guy? Right. Like, it, like it's, what? it's got flashes of those things. And he did that in the middle of them. It's not like he just matured into it. Like right, He just right. is like, I think I'll be he's, this guy. He's just got this a different version. Hat He's just got a different version. And, and there was a part, it was weird when we went to the film, I forgot that it was Roland Emmerich until the credit, like until it opened up and oh, it was like right, directed. Right. And there were parts when I was looking at it, I'm like, man, this feels kind of... Independence Day ish, right, right. just not by taking the same scenes or anything. But anyway, so we got if you like that version of Roland Emmerich, you got the best version of him,
0: right? You know. Um, so anyway, but that's you know that. But yeah, that th- there was, isn't weird. really there that's isn't really much more to explain, <clears throat> and uh, the movie does open with it saying, you know, oh yeah, some sort of spiel about how this is supposed to be really. Pretty accurate, right? right? It's not like right. we're over glorifying things. We're sticking in a bunch of stuff that may or may not have happened because we're taking like poetic license with right. certain things. We tried to stay as close to the name. Um, It's yeah. It's supposedly really supposed to be. And obviously, you know, there's only so much you can do that because you don't know what the <clears throat> sure. Japanese people said on sure. the boat or right. whatever. Right. But uh, mostly it's supposed to be true to the thing. Which there are some parts that I think if they are true, you should have changed them. Yeah. And if they aren't true, what the hell are right. you doing? So yeah, <laughs> you still have to take that with a great assault that it's right. as true to whatever. But anyway, before we uh, go more in, I feel like I'm a weird case in this movie, right? Because yeah. I don't really like war movies. Yeah. Uh, and the more the war movie is supposed to be, a real right, a real view depiction. of what yeah. happened. The less I like it <laughs> right. because I don't because then I just want to watch the documentary and right. not watch a movie right. that's just doing this for no reason. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but I ended up really liking this one, oh. and I had a lot of stuff that I didn't like about this movie. Yeah, but they were kind of goofy things, and they didn't really matter. But I didn't like them. Right, like I have made it different. Doesn't right. necessarily mean that it right. is bad <laughs> <Right>. or. <laughs> or right. Or A true negative, but I gave this one a eight. Dang, wow, you were
1: that, that's that might be the biggest, um, the biggest war movie affection that you've had. That's well,
0: that's pretty big for me for a war movie, yeah. And I'll tell it's you, it's almost a 10, like I'll, from I'll most t- people. I'll tell you, for like the first hour, um, there were parts of the Battle of Pearl Harbor that I didn't like because I thought they were just cheesy and like. Uh, you know, like gilding the lily, like yeah. you, they're they're making they're doing stuff to make this worse. When dude, it's this is how bad it is. Like, right. it doesn't, right. you don't need to like hyperbole your way through Pearl Harbor. Yeah, just <laughs> show Pearl just Harbor. Just do Pearl Harbor. So yeah. I didn't like that. But through like the first hour, I really was kind of like, what the hell? Right. And then it kind of got a little weird with some of the characters and mm-hmm. stuff. And then it kept showing us like stuff from the Japanese side of things that I was like, all right, I mean, right. whatever. I don't know. And so there were parts where I kind of... Uh, the last half of the movie kind of tried to distance itself from me, but it, I might have been higher if it would have stayed yeah. like the first part. The, the,
1: the devotion to equal parts time for the story of both our side and their side actually wears a bit thin. And I absolutely agree. I mean, the movie is... The movie's over two hours, and it, at times it feels like it's going to rush there on adrenaline, and other times it feels like it's going to get on its hands and knees and crawl to the end. Um, I, I'm a bit softer on the idea of a war movie, but I, you know, it, I don't know that it matters too much. I think I think you you walk in whether it's a genre of stuff that you like, or you don't. I was a little little less liking this than you. I was a six and a half, but I still feel like in a way. The way I would that's talk eight. about it, it, it would be like around <laughs> you. eight, you know? And that's that's not because I have a big hate fest for Roland Emmerich. Like, I kind of like the buffet-style feel of his movies, right? you know? Yeah. I, I will say that what I did like about this film, for me, was in the nine or ten range. Like, I, I loved the parts of the film that worked best for me. I, I was just digging it so much. I wanted it to keep going. But by the very nature of the story that he's telling, he loses some points because he tries to be too encyclopedic. Like, I get that there's this whole thing happening and that there are both sides and we need to represent history. In fact, what you should have done was just focus on three people and tell that story because it could interweave. Even if you have to take a small amount of liberty, I see how they all interweave instead of focusing too much on supporting characters who, for historical sake, did do something noteworthy. But right. in order to represent that noteworthiness, we have to give them a backstory and introduce them, even if we do it in like a quick cliche kind of way, like, oh, that's the wise cracking New Jersey guy. Right. You, you get a sense for him, and you're like, well, he never backs down, so that's a tough son of a bitch, too. Like, you get it. It's really just designed so that at the end, when they show the character, and then the historical person in a fade, and you get to hear what was really true about them, you have some attachment to them. Right. And I respect that. There
0: there was some of the movie that it did seem like you get to the end and they show all these characters and they show who they really were, what ended up happening to them or whatever. Right. And there are parts of the movie that feel like they made that first. Right, right. And then they made the movie, and they went. You didn't have. Well, this we, guy gotta in the have, movie we gotta at have. We gotta have Dutch. Where's well, Dutch? <laughs> right. Dutch, like, Dutch this guy this. Wasn't even you in. You know, and I think like, someone's like, well, who the hell's Dutch again? Like right, respectfully,
1: right. and you're like, well, he did this, and he stood up to them, and he right. slapped so, the Japanese, and so you're like, so well, now all of
0: a sudden he has to. So do So you got to put it right.
1: when the movie is at its least effective narratively, it's because it includes all these things that are a distraction. I was trying to think earlier too. Like, is there a film that made me? think of the way that this was done and it's a bad example because the movie is just a bad representation but like World War Z do you ever read the book it's got like 30 small stories that weave into one narrative right. that's how this film felt to me which was when it worked best no pun intended with the gun the, you know with the, the gunfighter best with Admiral Halsey with Woody Harrelson and the intelligence stuff that's the stuff that really had the, the most intriguing part right but when you start sprinkling in all these side characters though nobody does a bad job Like, I I don't have a bone to pick with the performances in that that regard. It's just so distracted and diluted from what it really works its strongest at. And then later, some of the dogfight stuff, some of the battle things, though absolutely A-plus beautiful to look at. I just, I was bored. Yeah. They, I was so bored. They, uh, you know, and it's not cause I knew the end. Like w- I, know how the, I the... know how the battle of Midway works, <laughs> but it's just not that it's not that Avenue. So there were a bunch of small things that ticked away that just kept dropping it and dropping it. And I felt like in a war movie that looks aesthetically as just outright beautiful as this does, you, you start getting me bored right. looking at my clock. That's, that's points
0: off too. I, I so. think that, I think that that touches on basically we have, uh, Two of my biggest problems are kind of the same thing as yours. Um, One of my biggest problems with the movie is whenever the movie really slows down and is trying to, I guess, sort of ingratiate these characters to the audience, Mm -hmm. it doesn't know how to do it. It doesn't seem like. And you get things like – People are on the ship in the little room having their briefing. Yeah, and nothing about it feels real. One of them, he walks in, he just goes, "Well, we're in the shit. All right, dismissed."
1: (laughs) And it's like everyone's like, "Well, why did we
0: all come and sit this long for?" None of none of that seems like it's real. All of it feels really like stagey. Like a lot of the scenes where you have uh, the the people in the Navy talking to each other about what they're going to do, what they're Mm -hmm. not going to do, who's not going to fly like a jerk anymore and things like that. It all feels like it's from a play. Yeah. It does. And and not something that's trying to really get to reality or whatever. It just feels weird. Like we have to have some time where we talk to these characters. So, okay, here it is. Right. Those parts all kind of drag the movie down. And the other thing that really drags the movie down for me, and it's weird, is there it, all of the fighting with the planes, right? Yeah. It's all really good, but it I don't feel like it really knows how to sell the goodness of itself. It just keeps doing the same thing longer right. and goes, see, it's better now right. because you watched it more, right? You watched yeah. it happen more. And in the end, at, at certain parts, I guess that's fine. We've got to have planes go down by mm-hmm. the side of the people who are ultimately going to make the shot or, you know, do whatever. And, you know, it comes down to this stupid Star Wars, you know, thing of yeah. dropping the thing right in the hole or whatever. Yeah. But in this movie, <laughs> it makes it so that, you know, it we get the idea that it's like long odds and it's bad and everything like that. But it ends up being, uh, you know, we only won the Battle of Midway because of, like, some outrageous, you know, shot in a game of horse that no one could ever make, <laughs> right? It's like when uh, Larry Bird and Michael Jordan used to have those commercials. Right. L- like the it, Nothing but net stuff. Like, it turns out, like, uh, we were underdogs and we ended up winning because of the Great Plan. But it turns out, actually, it was just because of, like, this one in a million— thing. Yeah. And I don't think that's what they were trying to do. Right. And I don't think that's what they should have ended up doing because that's not true either. Right. It's (laughs) not, it's not that what happened was, uh, you know, it's almost like you just took some high school kids and made them pilots. And if we get lucky enough, or right. you know, whatever, it just—if one of them
1: has enough spitfire in it, him,
0: it went so far, yeah, in trying to make it look hard and desperate that it went around the corner, right. you know. Right. To it's actually a completely impossible thing that happened, yeah, and hooray that it happened, but it, it but it's so weird. And I feel like it just all stems from whenever there was battle happening. And a lot of it was really good. Yeah. And a lot of it was pretty good to watch. Yeah. It would just keep happening. Like yeah. this is better, more dramatic, Uh, you know, more people on the edge of their seat mm-hmm. as long as it just happens longer. As long as yeah, the, the, the clock high,
1: just keeps ticking. The high altitude nose bomb. You know, that happened the third and fourth time and <laughs> right. there were longer close-ups of the gritty face, right. like trying
0: to dodge bullets. Like, and, I, I get it. And and the guy has to keep in the nosedive longer yeah, yeah, and longer right. and longer yeah. each successive time. Like, right. the one guy does it and they keep telling you how low he's going and yeah. now the next guy goes even lower and right. he's got to <laughs> skim his wings on the ocean and right. stuff. Right. It's like trying to add – more and more, like, uh, weird drama to well, everything that happens when you're like, dude, you're in a plane right. made Guess of, what? like, cardboard to begin with, <laughs> right. right? It right. was like – I think okay. I mentioned this to you before. It was like watching First Man. Yeah, you know, right. when you right. watch First Man and they keep showing them in these things and they're in space and you're like, I wouldn't drive in that thing. Right. You're in right. space yeah. in it and it's like <laughs> – yeah. And, and you know, like nothing is digital, right? And <laughs> right. They're, they're in these planes that look, it. they're, they're like insane. Yeah. Like it's bad enough that they're flying these planes and trying to do what they're doing right. against people shooting it. You don't have to make it worse and worse and worse and worse every yeah. time we watch it forever. Right. So <laughs> I, eventually that just made it really start driving. I
1: still remember my friend's kid. He was really young. He's like, why do people in movies always tap on things? And I'm like, well, because it wasn't digital because, and it might froze up because you're not sure work. that's a right reading. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah, sorry, we didn't always have iPhones. <laughs> right. But what you're, what you're saying is the, you know, it's the cliche that no one really has the courage to often walk away from but every bomb gets their wires cut at one second left. No right, one does it right. 11 seconds because that's not tense enough. We right. got to get it down to the wire, you right. know? And, and when that, you're and now
0: somebody's going to make a new movie and they're oh, going to yeah. go aha i've solved that problem our timer kicks down hundreds of a second hundreds right then, you don't know how close you close are it. yeah i mean when your wings skim the surface
1: of the ocean I, you know all yeah. right i get and it and they and
0: they do that whole it, part there's a lot of stuff that i could for i could have forgiven in this movie and like it would have still been 10 right. right i mean right but not a lot of the things that actually happened there, yeah. there could have been even like the, um, you know, when they do the thing at the beginning and he's taken that guy out and then they, he cuts off the engines. He's like, Oh, I guess we, what <laughs> yeah, happens when right. our engines are out and right. he does that just so that we can do it again at right. the end of the movie. I'm like, man, that's not that's not foreshadowing. That's not movie making. It, it, yeah, right? that's that's the, so clumsy and ineffective. That's and I'm like, that's really lazy. Yeah. That, you know, if you if this was the 40s, like I'd give that to you. Right. And go, well, right. Nobody's done that a lot yet. <laughs> so it's now so it's weird. a thing or yeah. something. But that was so goofy. <laughs> and the thing that is the worst about it, and which is why, that at some point you. Trying to make sure the stupid people watch or something. Right. The worst part about that is when it happens at the beginning, like it might as well just say on the screen, this is going to happen again. Yeah. Like it's just so right. goofy, obvious, right. especially because they keep pointing at it. He yeah, keeps they talking do this, about all these it. lights. Yeah, right. And you know, anyway, uh, but so that was goofy. But uh, what was good about the movie, I was actually kind of surprised. Here here's the weird shift in the movie for me. Because I like the first half a lot more than I like the second half, even though there's a lot of stuff in the second half that I still like. Yeah. Um, oh, I hated the submarine. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I have to mention that before I forget it. There's a part where there yeah. is, we see some guys in a submarine. They're they're right in the middle of the Japanese <laughs> fleet. <laughs> yeah. They're going to launch some, some torpedoes. Yep. We have to look at these guys for a long time. The Japanese are going to fire depth charges at them. We're taking up, you know, <laughs> yeah. tons of time in this movie. Yeah. They miss a couple of shots. Yeah. And then we never see them again. That's it. <laughs> there was, there were, we didn't need Done. them at all. Right. If we cut out the submarine completely, nothing different <laughs> yeah. exists in the movie, except right. some guy said, you know what happened? This actually, ha- I mean, it right. must've actually happened. It must've right? There must've actually been this guy. And they must've got out there and be like,
1: man, we were done.
0: Right. And we they were, left us alone. We, we were right away. there. Yeah, right. Whatever, whatever it is, it's, uh, it, I mean, it would have to be because there's no yeah. movie reason there isn't any to narrative stick re- something yeah. in that doesn't Accepted. get anywhere. Yeah. 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 And not only do, I mean, we literally like never see those people again. I know. <laughs> they are I know. never. It's the- weird. Anyway, um, you know, I almost thought what was going to happen is we were going to talk to him later, and he's going to somebody's going to turn out to be somebody's cousin, and almost yep. got killed. Right? And, you know, something right. was going to happen. Maybe because that's another war trope scenes, where you've right. got
1: these <laughs> moments where, like Saving Private Ryan, everyone's walking by each other, and you're like, "Hey, anybody know Johnson from to right, Tacoma?" Right, right. You know, and they're like, "I knew one. He's ten miles back. You know, hang out for two days. He'll be here. You know, that kind of thing. That's a that's a common thread that I guess if you've Served in a war, which I have not, but I've watched a lot of movies, and they right. always do it. I guess that's a thing, right? You know, so but yeah, I, I, I don't I know. I thought I thought we were looking at them, so they'd show up. Thankfully, there's not something. a lot of those submarine type things, but there are a few. You yeah, know? And, and what it does is it just eats up time that I feel like somebody really said, "Yeah, we got to do this." The but movie don't has forget, to be this we had this, right. and don't forget those guys were in there right. because that's you don't understand how important that is, and you're like. I get that it was important for the war but for right. my movie respectfully I, I get that's that, not that I important. get that it was
0: important you know? maybe because it like distracted the ships for yeah. a while right. from focusing all their energy at shooting the planes yeah. or something but they didn't really convey that right. that much in the movie and we never, uh, anyway the the thing that I was going to say is a weird switch for me it's so like I said I like the first half of the movie better I feel like the first half of the movie was a lot tighter too and one of the weird things for me is that usually the part where we're just establishing a bunch of crap is the part that no one can do very well and right. I hate, right? right. Um, and most of the time, I feel like a lot of movies that have problems with uh, doing any of this establishment, I feel like the fix is to just not do it. Yeah. Just there you go. move like on past how, it and let me figure it out, right? got I'll it. I'll get right. it, right? Yeah, right. Um, but in this one, I thought they did stuff... They did pretty well, well, except for the stupid plane thing. But I thought they did a lot of stuff well. But I liked the first half better. But I liked the main guy better in the second half. Screen, yeah, than I did in the in the first half. Yeah, the first half, I was like, oh god, I'm gonna have to watch this guy for this whole thing, and I I didn't feel like he was really hooking me the way they thought that he was going to, or something. But then by the time we got to the second half. I was pretty yeah. okay with him.
1: Well, he, he has this thing where he's the hand Solo, but nobody sees that in him, even himself. Like, he's just this danger, you know, when, when he pulls the stunt in the beginning of the film, when he comes in, kills the engine, starts coming in kitty corner, and he's scaring the hell out of his co-pilot, you know, out of his gunner. All yeah, of a sudden, like just, lands, so the guy say, just so the guy could say, don't buzz like, the tower right, anymore. Basically, or <laughs> when he lands and he's like, hey, kid, told you we were going to make it. Don't worry about it. You know, that kind of thing. And he walks off. I'm like, no one's going to fly with that guy ever again. Right. And what, they, right. what they're setting up is this thing that later they do to establish the character arc. Which is, you know, I'll fly with you. He hasn't. He has his gunner literally say, "I got a bad feeling about it." I'll go up with you, but the problem is nobody wants to because you don't ever act like you want to come home. Right? Like there's a thing there that they feel is crucial to his character, but they go at such odd ends. Like it's like what you say. Sometimes we go into a movie, and you're already at eleven. But you got nowhere to go. You know, and he's literally that way. Um, and I agree. The first fifteen minutes of watching him, and I'm like. Man, I kind of hope he buys it early, right. you know, because I don't want to watch that guy the way they handle it, the way they mature him, the way he matures himself, and recognizes the responsibilities. It, he's absolutely very interesting mid movie. Like right. I'm, I'm all dialed into him now, right? So
0: good and for that. that and but. then you know, there's some stuff too. Like uh, there's there are certain things where you know the movie says this is what really happened. And a mm. lot of the stuff you're like, okay, fine, that's what really happened. But there are some things like we didn't need in the movie, and 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 they they feel weird, even though they're the real thing. And like one example is, you know, he gets his lungs messed up. I was just gonna say this. And and by the time we get to the end of the movie, I'm like, see, now that didn't need to, that could happen in the documentary, right? But that didn't need to happen. It in doesn't the movie. serve anything. It doesn't do anything for the movie mm-hmm. except that it's just. This is what really happened. Right. And you know that they have people working on this movie who, you know, who knows were there or like are the kids of who was there or whatever historians they have going on. Mm -hmm. But that's what happened to them. So they they do. And and it's it's such a weird thing because when you have a thing that's meaningless, Mm -hmm. show up in a movie and you're not watching a documentary, um, it's an it's an utterly meaningless thing to happen our brains watching movies are not prepared for that. Right. Right. When something happens, it has to happen for some reason. So you're like watching it and it happens and you're like, well, now what does this mean? Like, What did happen? Like, why, how did that happen? What's going on? And then it turns out it's, it's nothing. It's just, it's like if, you know, some guy like lost his shoes during the battle or something. Right. And later on, they started calling him Shoeless Joe right. or whatever. Right. And for the rest of his career, everyone's right. going, Why are you Shoeless Joe? And he's like, Because I ran across the deck without my shoes because I got knocked out of them <laughs> by the explosion or whatever. Right. But it's totally pointless it to the story right. we're telling. Right. Right. right and And that you know th- that's a little thing, but there's a lot of that like there is. peppered throughout the movie, yeah, including I think uh the original meeting that the guy has like several years before the war, yeah, the with the, the Japanese the, the intelligence guy, yeah, uh long before we're at the point where we might go to war, it's right. like four or five years, it, is. So it was four before years, things, whatever. Yeah. And uh, he has this meeting with him that we have to watch so that later on he can be a guy who actually met the guy or something. Right. But it doesn't really do anything for the movie. And especially when you have like some part of the movie and then you go four years later. Right. Like four years before, better have something to do with. some Four years later, right? Like, right. like he could have just been having lunch at home, yeah. And then they, four years later, right. He's in the war. Like it did. It does. There's so. There's a lot of that that goes on. Yeah. All peppered throughout this movie where when you're watching it it's a little weird because this stuff keeps happening yeah. that you're like okay why am i watching am I it? like watching your brain this. wants to figure yeah. stuff out and go what how is this connected to something why is mm-hmm. it no it's just the random thing that happened it, and i right? get it that scene
1: serves two things to establish patrick wilson's codebreaker intellect guy, you know, and it also does to establish the naval Japanese strength where he has the famous line, you know, six minutes after that meeting where, you know, someone's like, what troubles you? And he's like, we've awakened a sleeping giant, you know, the most famous (laughs) America is a badass line, you know, that wasn't propagated through us. You could have handled that stuff much differently. And it's just weird. I, I mean, history is great, but it's also very amusing this, the, when I saw that, I was like, well, they got Friday night lights for right, me now right. because the Hunt for Red October made this super famous when, you know, he's like, I believe it's important to study my adversaries. And then they start speaking in each other's languages. Right. And he's like, well, we had dinner once. I don't expect you to remember. Like, there's just, and it all comes from real history that, you know, all happened at Midway, World War II. They just co opted, they just did it better. And in this film, you could have maybe tried to navigate that and make it be like, ah, those assholes cribbed from you. But you just look like your derivative. It just looks weird. And I agree. You you don't need any of that stuff. You could have easily had that scene with him talking to him in Japanese when later Woody Harrelson's just like, you know, why do I have to believe you? And he's like, I had this conversation once with this guy. And just, I believe that. Right. You you know, you can can actually divulge it in that way. But yeah, it- for me, you know what's really funny, railing on it left and right, there's a it feels smaller the more I think about how long the movie was. It, there's a portion there after the battles have happened, not the Midway battle, but all the Pearl Harbor stuff, all the scattering, all the uh, Admiral Halsey has like, you know, um he's got a bad rash, we got to get him off the we got to get him off the boat and he's got shingles and all these other things. The moment that Basically, Woody Harrelson comes in about three minutes later. After they figure out the code, is the best part of the film for me because it's not like these singular stories of historical significance that we have to tattoo and anchor. And, and it's, it's really a story. so
0: undersold. It is. Right? It's, it's so it's weirdly played.
1: But the moment they get in there, like the height of it is when they're like, "Look, you know, Washington doesn't believe you. We're not going there." And he's like, "That's a mistake. And I'm not making this mistake again." And they use the wedding metaphor. Like, it's just easy, but it's so effective. He's like, I don't need to know anything except all the flowers are being bought, the candles, the tables, the waiters. I know something's about to happen. Like, that whole compartment of that film, which I feel is like 30 minutes, but it's probably only 20. It's probably not. You know, that's the best part. That's when I was so dialed into the film and I was thinking, because again, it happens in a progression and it's happened improving the film everywhere. I'm like, is this going to be a 10? Right. Am right. I watching something that started off kind of clunky and ineffective, but has slowly through narrative and character, and again, the aesthetic is so weirdly original looking, um, I might be watching one of the best films I've seen all year. Right. And it just kind of weirdly chips away and falls apart and in places for me. But stuff god that,
0: damn, that's so great. Yeah. There's stuff that it does great that it then doesn't quite do as great as it could have, could have Because been. like you said, yeah. aesthetically, everything is great. Aesthetically and to some extent, you know, from an action standpoint or whatever, the battles are all great. The yeah. battles look really cool. Yeah. All of the filming of all this stuff looks so good. It's beautiful. And and the battles are good. They just go wrong, right? Yeah. And, and the part with the Codebreaker, when they – when they sell the thing, because they trick them, yeah. Like they trick the Japanese into giving away their code, right? Basically, yeah. Or 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 or, or verifying prov- like the water, right? Yeah. Right. They, um, you know, they give faulty information. Yep. So that when we next learn that they are relying in some way on yeah. the faulty information, we know that our code is right, right? And you know, we know yeah. what's happening I and all that stuff. And when that all comes together, that should have been, uh, I guess, that should have been as good for everyone as it was for us. Right. And I don't think it is because yeah. they don't try to make it as right. good. Like you know, we we build it up for them more ourselves. Like yeah. they didn't really do the right work to that should be a bigger deal. And yeah. I think uh, that's less of a big deal because they're they're more focused on things like. You know that codebreaker guy, he really did walk around all the time in his robe and slippers and yeah, you know whatever right. and, and the thing was all goofy. and now we have to make you come walk around in it. Right. So we can look at it yeah. so that you know, I don't know what, right? right? Like that right. guy's family can now watch the movie and go, "See, that's what There's he Grandpa, was like right. or whatever." Yeah, right. Like we didn't need to see that part. Yeah. If it's not going to Mean anything, right? Just like all these other, you know, little parts of the movie,
1: and it's weird. They, they could
0: have taken that time, yeah, right, and made kind of the whole code breaking thing stronger, really, because yeah, there was there was nothing about telling us it's people from the band doing the work, and there's a really weird dude in a robe, right, wandering, puttering around his little office yeah, that he's right. got, <laughs> solving all the world's problems. Like that little showcase of we're just going to walk around here, that didn't really do anything to uh, add to that moment in the end. You yeah. know? It's like you had this cool payoff moment, but you didn't give me anything right. before in the way that really you should it have. deserved. And it would have worked If they'd it. highlighted it and
1: illustrated it the way they did best coming in, like you said in the beginning, all crooked with the engine off, then it would have the impact. Because right, it's like, right. look, this is important. That's a novelty and right, we're gonna right. do it later, so pay attention. Right, right. But this is this is where the this is where the war was won. This this was it. This moment, and it's just kind of like well, I could go to the bathroom or go get some more popcorn if I had to, right? <sighs> Roof, what came back? Right. What happened? Well, they figured something out. The guy in the pajamas did this, and like, oh, okay, right. Like you missed the best part of the whole film right there. So and yeah, it, that's a mismanagement. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I don't understand how in editing and,
0: and dailies you don't look at that and go. Does that have the punch that we think it should? Like, that's it. Right. And there's, you know, there's some of it that is in a way that's similar to the fight scenes, I think. There's kind of a less is more actuality that, you know, the people responsible for the film and largely Emmerich, right, I, I think don't really get, you know, it's like. Being in the battle scene is like a roller coaster, right? And right. and that's great, and it's right. the parts are great. But I don't want to sit on a roller yeah. coaster for eight hours, <laughs> right? And yeah. at some point, yeah. I get kind of bored yeah. <laughs> with right. the fact that I was. Oh there, boy, right? another turn here we go. You know, yeah, and like the you know the plane battles do that, and and they just like I said, they go on too long, and they try to sell the impossibility too much. Yeah. Uh, when, you know, this doesn't have to be like a Star Wars shootout where everybody has to miss a thousand times because we want the battle to last more than three seconds and, you know, whatever, right? yeah Uh, And they they do the same kind of thing with some of these other elements like the code breaking and to a certain extent with the characters because they want all these side characters in. Some of them end up a little like one note, even though we're trying to... We we want to stuff them in. If you're gonna stuff these people in, then stuff them then in. Do it, but, right? Right. <laughs> but you can't just say, yeah. Ah, he's the hot-headed guy. And right. Yeah. Right. He, you know, this guy is the. Uh, I don't know that there's like the obnoxious like. I I just think of him as Ivy League guy, right? right. He's like the, he's right. like the officer. I don't know who he is. Yeah. But he's the guy who's, you, you know, trying to push his weight around, even though he has no weight to push around. Sure. But right. he was in ROTC and yeah. I don't know what, but yeah. this, the one guy who is like kind of, uh, talking smack to our hero. Right. Or, you He's know, like
1: Kluski or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There, uh, a, a lot of them are, I don't know. They just, they don't get what they actually should get. And it seems like there's so many things getting locked into place yeah. in the creation of this movie before it started that now we're having to weave in between a bunch of stuff that we have to have. And so it can't just come together the way that it should have.
1: And it's weird. That even brings up, it reminds me, you know, you jumped to another thing, but even like when you were talking about best having the bad oxygen and the, the bad lungs all of a sudden, like when, now that you've seen the whole film, I guess they did that to just make it so he could be in a wheelchair at the end. Right. But I think that you could have technically just let him walk off the, place and skipped all the long stuff and yeah, saved five m- like i think there's just stuff in there that they're it's weird to see fan service and to call it out when it's like a comic book or a book that it just has this minutiae of things but there is historical fan service too right, and it gets right. in the way like sometimes you just got to be like look that's that's
0: important but it's not our story so right. yeah it's weird and uh you know, even to the extent with uh, stuff that's happening on the Japanese ships, yeah, uh, when like the one ships get basically trapped in the middle of changing the weapons that are on their yeah. planes, which <laughs> makes the whole ship blow up more or right. whatever it is. yeah, like that's there's five minutes too much of that because I don't you know, you right. set it right. Then you point it at it. Then you made a guy say it again. Yeah. Then you made me stare at it for a really long time. Then finally the boat blew up. Then you had that one. Like, I don't need all of those. Yeah, there was that
1: one for the audience that wasn't paying attention where he's like, oh, my God. All this the, is the powder cake. this is the powder cake right, and I'm right. like I get it dude know, I've been right. watching your friggin movie right? so yeah, it's gonna right. blow I, I'm glad I, I was it. the only yeah. one that thought of that it
0: was uh, you know it was a little much but w- yeah. so we're back kind but, of I mean you only gave it six and a half so it's not the same but we're back kind of in our normal yeah. routine of like I gave it an eight and I've done yeah, nothing right. but Here's say bad things yeah. about it but all of you know all of those things not quite working yeah. and not Making this movie a ten, yeah, you know, don't make it a two either. It's still no, it's, it's really still good. It's really close, surprisingly. And, and good. I liked, I think, in a big surprise. Even though, like, I like Dennis Quaid, I like Woody Harrelson, yeah. Um, I like lots of people who are in this movie. There's a lot of familiar uh, extra even. Faces. I'll tell you, the weird thing is the the guy who is at this point the main character of the show Vikings. Yeah, uh, he is the officer on the Pearl Harbor one when the the kid burns his yeah, hands, but right. he's the other yeah. like officer guy. Yeah. You know, it was even cool to like see him. Yeah. Right. There were lots of people in the, in the movie. And this is a movie that <laughs> I should really dislike at least a couple of the actors. Yeah. And I right. didn't really, yeah, like didn't there's so many people uh, in so yeah. many different roles, even <laughs> in so many roles, some roles that I thought didn't really go where I wanted them to, but I still like the, Person yeah, doing, right. it. I, like know, them doing I, it. I liked everybody who was doing it and I really liked um, Dennis Quaid and I was kind of surprised because uh, his character is kind of a goof. This is the this is the
1: thing <laughs> I know I don't know tons about Admiral Halsey, but I do know enough to know that he is widely revered amongst everybody who's ever studied military history at all. And I understand that if he's involved in something, he's going to have screen time and I get because I, I expected Quaid to be in the film much longer with a much more pronounced thing, not just because it's Dennis Quaid and hey, he's having a resurgence, but you know, when he was not and then suddenly just kind of like yanked off the stage. Right. I mean I'm metaphoring, you know, a little but I thought, well, that's really weird. He's coming back, right? No. No. I mean he, he gets no. a bit at the end. And but. he
0: even throughout the whole movie though, he seemed very generic. Like he his did. character Anybody, yeah. is just uh hard ass Right, I'm a badass old whatever, soldier. Right. Right? I'm salty, I'm the man uh, in the sea. But I still like Dennis Quaid doing it. He's great, it, you know? he was great I, doing it. Uh, you know? Anyway, so, uh, but I liked a lot about it, and I think just the fact that I liked it eight is yeah, really right. like a ten. And I and I and
1: I'm even talking about it again, like, I wish it had been flipped. I wish it had just ended so strong and built into it and been kind of backwards because I feel like it started okay, got really strong, and then faltered or or fell apart a bit. Not, Not failed, but fell apart. I can't believe... Uh, I'm not opening it up either because we're we're basically done. But I can't believe we didn't talk about the hand fetish. You know, with everybody burning oh, hands yeah. left and right. And, was, I mean, it's just this weird thing. There's that we a were weird laughing about. amount of
0: people burning their hands. You know, hands and I just I, I don't know what it is. Hands, yeah. way. And or it's always whatever. both,
1: and they're always bandaged and burning and yeah, blistered, and you know. I just I guess there's something there. Yeah,
0: there there anyway. was some kind of there was I think there was like a prop bed. when you and, wanted to behind yeah behind right. the scenes of this movie something about hands and even when he goes to see that guy in the yeah. hospital who, yeah. who can't tell him what happened to his friend or whatever. Right. His hands are like giant yeah, bandaged. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> um, when you wanted to see this, I was like, yeah, all right, we got to see something. This was pleasantly surprising. Yeah. Even at six and a half, I would tell i would tell most people because I don't think they see the number of films we see. Right. Go watch this. Uh, You're going to have a lot would, of fun.
0: I would recommend it. The, the biggest recommendation I can give to this movie, really, is that I would recommend this to people... Uh, above and beyond, like being a war movie, right? Yeah, which too. I usually would me not. Too. But I think this is a movie, um, and I give it an eight, and that's strong enough. But yeah. I think if there, if you feel like there's any chance you will like this, yeah, I would be surprised if you didn't. Right, right. right. Um, unless I'm just so bad at war movies <laughs> that <laughs> you're really off. Yeah. <laughs> that well, be- then it got me too because felt- people who like war movies yeah. are going to hate it. Who right. knows? But yeah, uh, but it, it was re- It's really solid and. Another thing uh, to throw out actual positives to the movie, even though some of those scenes felt kind of forced and and a little stagey, and you know, kind of like uh, Tom Cruise talking about in the tower, and right. you know, they just uh, felt a little off. But overall. I thought like, you know, the dialogue was great. Yep. I thought people talk to each other as people might actually talk to each other, yeah. you know, most of the time instead of uh, I don't know, instead of movie speak at each other and right. you know, explaining stuff to people who obviously know what it is just so you can say it out loud <laughs> to the audience or <laughs> right? you know, whatever yeah. nonsense gets mixed into the script. I thought it was really good and uh, and everything uh, visually and everything that's going on and happening, watching the ships in the sea, watching the planes yeah. in the air, all of it was amazing. so fun.
1: It yeah. had like this weird, it didn't, it didn't look as cartoony, but it just, when we started seeing the strange aesthetic, the way that the film was actually showing things, I just, I jumped to like Sky Captain and the Man of Tomorrow, like it just had this weird aesthetic of like almost cell animation, but not animated. Right? It just has this beautiful look to it, and I guess we don't really see that many war movies, but I was just looking real quick um, because somebody mentioned, it was weird that they mentioned it to me. Um, I'd recommend this like 50 times over like Hacksaw Ridge, which was the last weird war movie. Like everybody loved Hacksaw Ridge and this compared to that is like an A plus. Like it's just more fun. I think it's more fun than maybe my grade gives it, but I was looking for stuff that I felt the film should have continued, like what you said, instead of just like left. Right. dropped off right. so man it's it surprisingly fun though that's, all right that's a word
0: so right. go see that one uh next week as we said already uh who knows we'll be doing any, at least Ford versus ferrari but yeah. who knows what else as we uh dive really seriously into award yeah. season so right. uh you don't want to miss anything the next few weeks right. because we will be covering Lots. like everything, yeah, everything right um <laughs> thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week yeah bye Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by are you screening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to are you screening.podbean.com or are you screening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord.